Soft Robotics with RoboHub, the podcast for news and views on robotics. Hello and welcome to the RoboHub podcast. In today's episode, we will hear about exciting work going on at Seoul National University in South Korea, where researchers are designing bio-inspired soft robots. Associate Professor Yong Lee Park and his team focus on bio-inspired design and manufacturing of soft robots and micro-robots for healthcare. Their research goal is to analyse the design and dynamics of biological systems and then transform them into robotic or mechatronic systems for human life. Some of the projects they're working on include development of artificial skin sensors, soft muscle actuators and wearable robots for human rehabilitation. Our interviewer Marwa spoke to Professor Park about his work to date, some of the exciting products he's developing and about the future of soft robotics. Hello and welcome to RoboHub Podcasting. Could you please introduce yourself? Hello, my name is Yongle Park. I'm an associate professor at Seoul National University. I'm with Department of Mechanical and Aerospace Engineering. And then I've been in Seoul National University for two years. And before coming to joining SNU, I was a, an assistant professor uh, at Carnegie Mellon University Robotics Institute. And then my research area is about soft robotics, making sensors, actuators, and robots using soft materials. Well, could you please introduce to our audience what is actually soft robotics? So literally, soft robotics is making robots using physically soft materials. So because uh, the robots are coming into our daily lives more and more uh, these days, so we think the robots need to be more human-friendly and human-safe. In that sense, soft materials and soft structures are necessary for uh, ensuring those safety and friendliness. Today we are in soft robotics conference and there is a lot of work about soft robotics. So from your perspective, how you see the research going on to what you have seen now about soft robotics? It's really exciting to see the community of soft robotics is regrowing. So the term of soft, soft robotics wasn't really there like more than uh, 15 years ago, but recently it started and then it grew really, really fast. And then more people are coming into this community and then uh, more research activities are uh, happening. So I see really interesting uh, research products and also uh, applications these days. So it's really exciting to see uh, those growth of soft robotics. So here we would like to know about your research and how you think from your lab, what challenges you have and problems you'd like to solve. So we are making... Uh, as I mentioned before, we are making sensors and actuators using soft materials, like highly stretchable materials. So one example is silicon rubber. Mm -hmm. So we can embed electronics in the silicon rubber and then make it really highly deformable. And it can detect the deformations and also some pressures or other stimuli. And then we also make actuators using soft materials. So if you don't actuate those actuators, it's really soft and flexible. But once you apply 
uh, compressed air or some other electricity, then it makes stiff and also it even makes displacement. So we can use that as artificial muscles. So we say soft sensors as an artificial skin for robots and uh, soft actuators as artificial muscles for robots. And by integrating those sensors and actuators, we are making soft robots. It could be independent robots or it could be uh, some interactive robots with humans. So one example is wearable robots, software of robots, and then we use the soft sensors to detect body motions in three dimension and also we attach soft actuators, artificial muscles to our body and then it helps detecting your motions and also correct and assist your motions. Another example of soft robots is you can have a robotic arm that can assist your daily activities but it is uh, covered by covered with soft materials or soft structures. So even though you bump into the robots, you don't get harm from the robots. And also, in terms of uh, psychology, soft structures and soft materials could be more friendly to you. So if you are uh, especially doing physical interactions with robots. So if we ask about term in terms of accuracy um, and resolution you have in your sensors, mm -hmm. there is still improvement to improve the, the function of your sensors? Yeah, in terms of accuracy or precision, yeah. I wouldn't say the uh, current soft sensors are better than the traditional sensors. Mm -hmm. the tra traditional sensors are composed of rigid structures, so you can more easily predict the behavior of the rigid materials or rigid structures because all the linkages and all the structures are, are well-defined. But in soft sensors or soft structures, it's not uh, straightforward to kinematically predict uh, the motions and also the force forces because the material has really uncertainties and also po uh, soft materials like polymers have a really wide range of variations in its material properties. So to make it more accurate and more uh, to more predictable is uh, something we need to solve in the future. But uh, in other uh, in other sense, we are not really carrying too much precision and too much accuracy when we have uh, uh, interaction uh, with humans. And also because of that uh, dampings and safety of the uh, soft materials, sometimes that accuracy is not always necessary. But it would be good to have uh, improved accuracy in the, in the, in the future. Mm. That's really nice because I have a question here about polymers. Mm -hmm. At the moment you're saying there is a lot of research in improving the mechanical behavior of the polymers. Mm -hmm. And if we say that there is a good model up to the moment for mimicking this physical behavior in polymers, so I don't know how you're cooperating with material scientists or how you can think about advancing the material properties. I think this is really important if you would like to imply this. Right. I think that is a really good question. So in, because of uh, that question, we really need to do uh, in, interdisciplinary research. So we are not doing this research only by ourselves. We have a good collaborators for material science and also computer science or sometimes electrical in engineering. So, uh, by integrating those expertise from different areas, we can integrate and, uh, integrate and we can have, uh, the soft systems we want. Yeah. Interesting. So, for your research, how you see an uh, real-time application, a reality, how this sensor could be applied in biomedical 
or maybe sport. How you can see this could be really in market. We have soft robotics. Yeah, I cannot, uh, I cannot predict the entire market, but yeah. some markets I can uh, think is really motion sensing. Mm -hmm. So, so far, uh, motion sensing has been done by optical systems like Vicons or other uh, systems using multiple cameras around you. But uh, the limitation of the optical system is you always need to be indoors. And also you always need to use uh, multiple cameras around you. So mm -hmm. that means you cannot do any uh, outdoor activities and in the in the large space mm -hmm. outside. Mm -hmm. So, but if you have these soft sensors integrated in your suit, it, it should be physically transparent, and but it, you can detect your body motions in three dimensions. So then, if you go outdoors and then if you do activities or any sports, then you know how you are really doing, and then you can uh, watch, you can monitor your motions and uh, your your motions and. Uh, your activities and then you can improve later so that is something we can imp implement to the soft sensors but if you have the small actuators the soft actuators integrated sensors it can even uh, correct your emotions in real time it doesn't need to generate a really high force like industrial robots mm -hmm. just giving some stimulus to you and then you know what you need to do to point about a biomedical application, mm -hmm. do you think the safety uh, by compatibility of soft materials is an issue for our research? It could be important, yeah, because if you uh, in robotics, uh, in surgical robot robotics, so so far we, we've been using anti factors which is made of rigid metals, mm -hmm. but it could damage your organs inside of the body. Mm -hmm. So if you can cover that anti uh, factors or grippers using soft materials, or if, if you can even make uh, those uh, anti factors a robotic arm using soft materials, then it could be more safe inside of the body. And also sometimes it helps you navigate through uh, multiple uh, different organs mm -hmm. in the body. So if we ask about the principle of your sensor to our audience, simply how it's work? Uh, so I make very thin silicon layer and then I make micro channels inside. And that, that micro channel is filled with liquid metal or sometimes other types of liquid conductors. So ionic liquid is one example. And then once you stretch or deform or you compress, you change the length of the micro channel and also you change the cross-sectional area of the micro channel. That increases uh, electrical resistance. So by measuring the electrical resistance, you can detect what deformation is you are applying. So the principle is really, really simple. It's just based on simple Ohm's law. And then, but uh, because of the connect, uh, because of the continuous property of the liquid, even though you stretch or deform, it doesn't disconnect the circuit. So uh, that is how we detect. Yeah. So for your research, how you fund your research in your lab? So most of the fund coming from a government fund, and also we have some company fund. So it's really exciting uh, these days, more companies are interested in soft robotics. Mm -hmm. So uh, they want to have some research, uh, research projects about sensors or robots or some actuators, mm -hmm. and then uh, they fund uh, these uh, research. So uh, I think soft robotics will be uh, growing more and more, and also more practical applications uh, in a few years or 10 years yeah, from now. 
So we would like to ask you what really inspired you in research on soft robotics and how you see the future of your research and the community of soft robotics. Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah, so if you recall uh, 1970s or 80s, computers were more like really special tools. Not everybody had a computer and only specialists had computers for specific uh, high-level work. But uh, at, after like 10 years in, from 80s, uh, there's a term PC, personal computer, people talking about PCs, and mm -hmm. everybody's starting having the computers. Like that, in the future, uh, we will have robots in our daily lives. So everybody will have robots. Robot, robots do, do not need to be in the form of humanoids. It could be any kind of form. It could be small size, it could be large size, mm -hmm. it could have an arm, or it could only just give some displays. But I would say robots is more like an extension of the computers with uh, physical activities mm -hmm. you can interact with. So in that case, the robots need to be really, really safe. And then soft uh, robotics will be contributing to that technologies and the industries mm -hmm. in the future. Yeah. So you think we have regulation for use of robotics, like self-driving cars, which is still an issue at the moment? Soft robotics is not really, really, uh, soft robotics is not really uh, a type of technology. I would rather say soft robotics is a paradigm or a philosophy. Mm -hmm. So making robots using, using soft materials does, doesn't necessarily mean we need to make the entire part of the robots using soft materials. Mm -hmm. so only small part could be soft or entire part could be soft. So mm -hmm. it is more like paradigms. So I think the uh, concept of, of robots are moving from rigid structures and rigid materials in uh, in 80s or 90s for industrial applications to uh, soft, uh, physically soft structures and uh, materials. Mm -hmm. So there might be some uh, debates on regulations, mm -hmm. but I don't really see directly the regulation issues uh, in terms of the softness of the robots. Mm -hmm. So the last question may be, do you think soft robotics could be autonomous? I mean, if we're using a biomedical application to be inside a human body, mm -hmm. can it really navigate itself? Do you think this is, could be reality or science fiction at this moment? Yeah, navigation technology is also another area in mm -hmm. robotics or even in uh, automotive uh, industries. But those are not always separate from robotics, right? So, or soft robotics. So we can borrow some technologies from those areas and then embed or integrate into our soft robots. Mm -hmm. So that could be really uh, happening in the future. Mm -hmm. And then I don't, uh, yeah, I don't see any reason it, uh, that pre prevents those integration of technologies from multiple areas. Nice. So lastly, we would like to ask your advice for maybe people interested to enter soft robotics or young researchers in academia. If you are interested in soft robotics, I think you should really try uh, hands-on experience. So you should try to build robots or some small parts using uh, soft materials and uh, structures. Mm -hmm. And then there are a lot of tutorials already online. Yeah, so you can use those uh, tutorials or toolkits. And then you try, and then you need to feel how really it behaves. And then you can improve uh, the performance, or you can try to approach it to the target system you want. So there is no like manuals so far uh, about soft robotics, how you need to start or how you need to build. So there are different recipes and really uh, 
there, there are different recipes for different applications. So, so I would more say soft robotics is more uh, application-driven uh, research. It's very interesting for your research and speaking about that. And on behalf of RoboHub Broadcasting Team, I would like to thank you. Thank you very much for having me. And that's all for today. But before you go, don't forget to check out our website at robohub.org forward slash podcast, where you will find plenty of extra information about soft robotics and, of course, all our past episodes. And if you enjoy our podcast on a regular basis, we'd really welcome your support to enable us to bring you the latest from around the world, including some of the key robotics conferences such as IROS. You can support us via our Patreon campaign from as much or as little as you like. The RoboHub podcast will always be free, of course, and we wouldn't want anyone to be out of pocket. But every contribution, no matter how small, will make a huge difference to keep the podcast going. Just visit robohub.org forward slash podcast to find out more. We'll be back in two weeks' time. Until then, goodbye. Soft Robotics with RoboHub, the podcast for news and views on robotics. <laughs>